Radio Split Ranch. Hello and welcome once again to Radio Split Ranch, a monthly visit with the Capital Region's great radio personalities of the past and sometimes present. I'm Warren Garling when I'm not on the radio. And as always, it's my pleasure to remind you that you're listening to theme music written and performed by special request by my friend and man whose parakeets have to listen to his playing way more often than I do, Drew Jacobs. You've heard uh, Drew's creative parody work on the Dr. Demento radio show and on his many CD collections. By the way, his latest Christmas ball busting is available now on iTunes, Amazon, and at DrewJacobs.com. Drew correctly points out that it's funny any time of the year like a lot of us like to be. Another treat for you this month as another veteran of the Capital Region Airwaves was able to find the heavily holiday-decorated Radio Split Ranch this month and survive climbing up the six steps to my den slash studio. If you don't recognize this man, then obviously you've slept in on the weekends for the last 25 years or so. Get ready to enjoy the humor now missing from much of commercial radio, but that still stands the test of time. Thanks to the talents of the one and only, thank goodness, Joe Gallagher. Having done absolutely no preparation for this interview, Joe, I don't even know where to start with, with you because I've, I've known you now for probably going on 20, 25 years, and I never know what's going to come out of your mouth. You might start by addressing me, sir. Oh, okay. There you go. (laughs) That would be nice. And this is why I enjoy talking with you, Joe. (laughs) Uh, Let's start, as I do with most of these interviews, let's start at the beginning. Okay, so so when and why on earth did you think radio might be something you would enjoy doing? Where's the camera? (laughs) I want to look into the camera. Wrong wrong business, wrong broadcaster. Oh, okay, right. Uh, How I started, my brother Tom... Wanted to be a radio announcer when he was a young lad and fulfilled that. Um, he went to school in Boston for a couple of years, Cambridge School of Broadcasting. Which became Graham Junior College where I went. Exactly. Yeah. And he came back and got a job in our hometown station of WGVA, which I still read about today. Back then, it was considered one of the prime small uh, city stations in the state. It was really a gr- very talented group. Nice. He took me on a, a tour one day, and I fell in love with it. Isn't and that crazy? I wasn't even a big radio listener, but yeah. I just fell in love with all the controls. How old were you, do you think? Probably 18, maybe. Okay. So 17, 18. So at that point, um, I got very interested. Hmm. And I went to school to become an accountant. And at that time, with a minor in computer science. Really? But I never finished that because... Um, the accounting course I took uh, was way ahead of where I had been. All of the other students had taken bookkeeping in oh, high school. In high school, yeah. I never did. I took all these different college courses, so uh, I got out of that. And then I was able to get a job with my brother. He oh, helped me open, he opened the door. Yeah. And I went to WGVA, and I did the night show. He did the afternoons, I believe, at that point. And that's how it all came to be. It was wow. magic, actually. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it gets in your blood, yeah. as you know, it's like one of those things where once you start into it, yeah. it's hard to get uh, out of all, it. Almost any jock you talk to, anybody that, that period has been in the business, period, same thing happens. It's something that gets inside you, and you just you you just you miss it when you're not doing it, and you look forward to doing it. 
You probably you probably haven't had too many days you've gotten up and said, uh, oh, I don't want to do this today, right? No, no, never. Yeah. Um, but it gets into your blood. I just wish more of the income would get into your wallet, <laughs> which exactly. never seemed to be the case. Which, but if I remember the story, is exactly what your brother figured out sooner than you did. He did. He left to work for UPS <laughs> and had a very good career there. And then he retired and went back into radio for a little bit after that. I'll be darned. He yeah. got out of it again. But I will say it's the magic of theater of mind. Yeah. Uh, we're in a small room. We don't have to look at a big crowd. And we can create things. And uh, working with all the people I've worked with over the years, yeah. including you, it makes it's Thanks. just been a great, great experience. Oh, absolutely. Now, what kind of music were you playing at, at, back at GVA? GVA was top 40. Okay. Playing the hits. Cool. And WNYR in Rochester was a country station. Okay. And it... Re- came after one of our employees, the morning guy, Denny Rogers, and he went to Winter. And then our um, one of the part-time guys, Dean Murdoch, who was a graduate of Hobart College in Geneva, was a banker. He had a great voice. Mm. He ends up going to Winter and, and becoming the program director. Jeez. So then shortly after that, my brother goes, now all of them said, hey, we don't want to play country music. Yeah. We're top 40 guys. But And then I went, every one of us to a person fell in love with country music. Yeah. It is so dear to my heart, yeah. And I would have never thought that had I not got into playing it. And, and, be- and that's where you and I were exactly the same. There's just, there's just no way. Now, mine's a little different. When I finally, after playing it for twelve years at two different stations, I was let go. I decided, okay, I'm done. And so I really haven't listened since. It's not one of my favorite formats. You were let go. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, it, hard it, it, yeah, it's hard to believe in radio that you How can get fired. How many times you let go? It had to be more than once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, no, no. no. Forgive it's, me. Hey, it's a badge of honor in our business. You kidding? You're, you're not pushing hard enough if they don't come in and tell you stop that or you're gone. You know. And, well, uh, they have a format. I always, I always kept to the format, but I would always stretch it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people said you got to talk for ten seconds or less mm. and well, make sure it's very pertinent what you say. Yeah, but that yeah. was not who I was. Sure. I mean, I just wanted to relate yeah. things, yeah. and I always pushed it, but I never pushed it to the point that I broke the format. But good. I certainly stretched it. Good, good. So you had some some good uh, mentors there. You 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 learned the business at a, a you know good local radio station. Where did it go from there? Well, working in Rochester, uh, I, I will say my diction needed a little work. And the, Dean Murdoch, who was a great program director, he worked with me on that and uh, got that all taken care of. And um, I just had a natural way about me and. I would just go on the radio and be me. Yeah. And I do things that were probably most people would say, oh my gosh, he shouldn't be doing that on the radio. But <laughs> it came over okay. Yeah, yeah. So people, I mean, nothing bad. It was all yeah. just very light well, humor yeah, stuff. Kind of done so, in innocence, you know, like yeah. he, he doesn't know that maybe that's not right what he's saying, you know. <laughs> well, then I, then they promoted me to the morning show. Okay. Winner. I became the morning guy and the owner of the station, I won't get into names, came by one day and he said to me, uh, you are the future of our station. Um, we were going to hire a consultant. He will be here in a few weeks and and we're going to let some of the people go, but you're the future of the station. And two weeks later, when the consultant came, I was let go. You were let go. 
So the owner of the station was telling me how much he was going to keep me. With the, yeah. But anyway, from winter, I, we went on to WWOL in Buffalo. Some of the guys I worked with, Jerry Adams, Paul Albert. Uh, you really knew, how, had, I don't mean to interrupt, but you really had to know how to say W if you're working oh, in a station with I, I two W's I, in it. I don't think I ever really conquered that, though. I still have <laughs> oh, a little that sounded pretty good to me just now. Well, that may have been luck. <laughs> I don't know that I ever did it. But, you know, I worked with some great guys. And that's one of the things about radio. You work with people. And people leave, and they go on to other stations, and then when there's an opening there, they yeah. think of you, True. and they call you. And the sad part about broadcasting, and this is the sad part, it was, you have to move a lot. Yeah. So you may be a year and a half here, a year and a half there. But you know, I look back on it, Chris, and I'll tell you that everybody, uh, I worked with great people. It was a great career. Maybe not the most, didn't make the most money. But I would never change a thing. The people were wonderful. The yeah. audiences were just so loyal. Yeah. And um, well, when you think about it, when we when we talk, get together and talk, and and, and we disc jockeys have a tendency to do that now and again. Um, we don't talk about the lousy money we made. We talk about the people we worked with, and the talent that we worked with, and right. and the the fun we had, you know, working with those those people. I just don't remember sitting around and starting a conversation. Well, if they'd paid me more, I would have stayed here or, you know, whatever. I just don't do it. No, it, it never was that because we had a lot of fun. We did, we were not in a nine to five job. Yeah. You know, like you go to work at nine, you're home at five, yeah. same thing every day. Ours was different every day. Yep. And uh, the people we worked with, we had a lot of laughs, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, it's not an easy... Uh, it's not an easy business doing production and uh, the the demands and the quick they need quick responses yep. for everything. Hey, we need you to do this sixty right and do a sixty second commercial has to be on the air in an hour. Exactly, you and know? they hand you this ad from the newspaper and it's two by two inches, and out of that you're supposed to get sixty seconds worth <laughs> of commercial. I love that, and usually it's five thirty on a Friday afternoon, and it starts Monday morning, and right. you don't have to work the weekend unless you have to come back and do this commercial. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if you make a mistake in it, you have to. It, back when right. we started, we had tape. Real, real tape, yep. And, of course, today it's all digital, so right. if you make a mistake, it takes half a second to change it. Back right. then, you'd have to re almost redo oh, the gosh, whole thing yes. over again oh, gosh, or splice yes. and cut. Yeah. So there was it was a lot of hard work, very frustrating at times. You always had to, were hoping for good ratings mm -hmm. because if the ratings didn't pan out, you didn't pan out. That's yeah, <laughs> true. It's you were, true, yeah. You know, they throw you in the frying pan and out you go. <laughs> but uh, basically, again, I would say it's... It's a great career. I don't think it's quite the same today as no. when we got in it. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know. I'm I'm kind of wondering what kind of person gets attracted to it today. To be very honest with you, because uh, of course they don't know any different. Probably they they just know that they're going to go in and they're going to spend an hour doing a six hour shift by voice tracking it and just doing right. the breaks rather than being there the entire six hours. But, I mean, who is that going to attract compared to, you know, when, when we saw the lights and the dials and the everything and the turning turntables and the spinning, you know, tape decks and stuff. I mean, that's what attracted me was the, this guy's got, he's got all these buttons and dials he can play with. And, and, right. and he, if you do it right, listen to what it sounds like, you know. Right. That's what attracted me at 11. I, that's what just said, I, I want to try this. Yeah. Well, you know, all those Hess toys, they have all those lights too. <laughs> yes. I, I'm attracted to those as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it might be the lights and the noises. But there you go. There yeah, you know, go. back when we started, it, it was a it was fun. I mean, you did a lot of different things. There were a lot of great stations on the air. Yeah. Very competitive. Yeah. Um, and it was live all day long. Like mm-hmm. we had a morning guy, a midday, afternoon, yeah. night, all night. But that's not the case anymore. No, a lot of it's syndicated, and. Um, is there there aren't there aren't enough opportunities anymore for That's young the people other thing. who may want to get into broadcasting. Yeah, you're right. No, it, it's it's very few people doing a lot of work now. It's probably because and, we uh, ruined the industry when we were it, in it. That's it, probably it. what happened. <laughs> That's what I figured too. We ruined it for everybody following us, Joe. You know, I mean, they, they're just never going to match us. But we Absolutely. have these gatherings you go to. You and yeah. Bob Cudmore put on with a lot of the broadcasters from the area, the yeah. older broadcasters. Watch I half wits. You know, you have to. <laughs> but the nice part is when we all get together, there's like a full wit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we have more fun and you know the talent that is in there whether it be Larry Mossy writing production and mm-hmm. doing things mm-hmm. Brian Jackson was Robin Williams before Robin Williams <laughs> yeah, right. just crazy okay Joe here's the commercial for our show okay. in the morning here on WOKO this part is the part here where we tell the people that we're on from 530 to 9 every morning and stuff you did a good so, job with it yeah good yeah, job so if you're all set we'll, uh, yeah, we'll do go. it and we'll record it so they can put it on the air okay good hi I'm Brian Jackson uh, oh no wait a minute this is one thing I don't like about that what's that <clears throat> I'll start off by saying hi I'm Joe Gallagher no no Joe that's not the way I wrote it you see this is a team team I know, show we're, we're a team it's a team hi I'm Joe Gallagher no that's not the way I wrote it I, I'll do it my way I think I gotta do it my way Listen, we're always doing things your way. Let's do things my way for once. Now, this is a team, and let's get this team together. Okay, it goes first. It's no big right. deal. Hi, I'm, Hi, I'm Joe Jackson. Gallagher. Listen, pal. Half the time, you don't even show up on time at 5.30 to go on the air. That should just be the Brian Jackson Look, show. I was on time twice this week, and yeah, don't throw that I in know. my face. Yeah, sure. Listen, I'm this just This is a small thing to argue about. Listen, all right? Hey, you want to do it your yeah, way? Yeah, I'll do it my way. Well, I'm not going to do it at all. Where are you going? Goodbye. We're a team. Yeah, and his what? background was more news and, uh, and information, yeah. you know, right. uh, sort of thing. Yeah. And yet we can all sit and we've got the same stories, yeah. We've got the same stories and yeah. you just appreciate everybody, sure. not only for being what they were professionally, but being the people they were, because they were yeah. good people. We worked with good people. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're, you switched over to country music and fell in love with it. I did. I stayed with that for, uh, let's see, about 10 years all told. And then I had an opportunity. I came from a Buffalo to OKO in Albany. Okay. So that was seven years. That made rounded out the 10 years. Okay. Then I had an opportunity to go to Syracuse to work at WHEN Radio. Okay. And it was always a great radio station. Yeah. Okay. And I got there, and I'll tell you, the people I worked with there, I could name all of them. All the, <laughs> I mean, really. Okay. We but, were, but, but I'm going to back you up a step because you, you can't just give OKO a short shrift. Oh, no. And, here, and okay. here's why. Well, okay. Here's why. Why? Because you and I were competitors when when GNA came on the air and started doing country on FM, oh. you and I were uh, you know worked against each other and in the sometimes the same time slots a couple of times the same time slots, and I'd, I'd hear these things about you but never really could listen to you because we were on at the same time. time. Right. Little did I know that I'm doing some of the same stuff that that you're doing in between the songs. You when when did the characters start? When did you start doing you know voices? Was that earlier than OKO or did that kind of Develop there. I, I'm not really sure. I might have been before that. Okay. Um, because when you're all by yourself in a studio, you need somebody to talk to. Exactly. And yeah. if there's nobody there, then <laughs> you make somebody. You up. find somebody. So <laughs> <laughs> is that how Marge was born? <laughs> well, Marge has a different story. People think Marge does my voice. <laughs> She, she always says, "Oh, I would never do that." I mean, yeah, I would, exactly. That what are you crazy? Take me for yeah. 
Hi, listeners, Joe Gallagher. Happy boating. If you're going boating today, be careful. What's it like to be in a boat? Pretty cool, huh? You have a big trailer, you put the boat on there, and you take it over to the lake, huh? Back it in, and then off the trailer. Yeah, we've seen people do that. And um, my sons, when they were smaller, Herman and Mortimer, they said, Dad, how come we don't have a boat? What am I going to say? Uh, kids, I work weekends. <laughs> Ain't no way I'm going to get a boat. So I had to think of something. I didn't want to shatter their dreams at that age. So I said, there's a boat shortage. Really, Dad? Yeah, there's not. you can't boats. There's a boat shortage. Otherwise, we'd have one. And um, anyway, I... Uh, What's it like to be in a boat? I mean, it, it's probably not that easy getting it back on the trailer to get it out of the water, right? Well, anyway, um, have fun boating today, okay? It looks like fun watching from the shore. All right, this Joe Gallagher. Um, thank you. And I'll tell you, yeah, it, it looks so cool from the shore. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what... It must be fun to be splashing in the waves and everything. And, uh, hang on. Uh, G.Y. G.Y., good morning. Good morning. You told your boy there was a boating shortage when they were little. Marge. That's why you didn't have a boat. Marge, um. Oh, man. I I'm busy right now. I can't. They know now. They've grown up. They know that there's no boating shortage. Well. There was a shortage of you doing your homework in school. That's the reason <laughs> you don't have a boat. <laughs> the only shortage I can think of is... You're doing your homework okay, on time. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you Mr. Nitwit. Come on. All right, listeners, have a nice weekend, okay? No, this is off. Marge. I'm in the gift shop here at WGY. Good, stay there. Boating shortage. Well, but they bought that until they were about 11, and then they said they figured it out. It wasn't, I think their mother told them. <laughs> yeah, so OKO was a great station. Um, we worked for, uh, I had a general manager who... We had to work very hard for he. I had a lot of work. I worked six to midnight. I had to do a lot of production, a lot yep. of different things. But if you could work for him, you could work for anybody. There Boy, I learned a lot working for him. It was tough. Yeah, but it panned out. It worked, and the people cool. I worked with, and the music. You yeah, know, we used yeah. to do those. I uh, have concerts where oh, the artists gosh, yeah. were, and the artists of country music. The big name artists were so friendly. Uh, the, you know, it's so different from the rock and roll side, where yeah. you know you could you know, hardly get them to do anything after a concert. The 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 country folk they would sit there for two hours after a show, not just sign autographs, but then talk with every disc jockey in town that yeah. wanted to talk with them. They yeah. were they were great. Terrific. I remember Will and Jennings strumming his guitar yeah. off stage, getting ready to go on, and I was back there. I was going to introduce him, and we got to talking. And he's just like talking to a you know exactly your neighbor. I mean, he was a big deal. I did it with Loretta Lynn and with um, um, Dolly Parton, and they yeah. would just give you you know whatever time you wanted and you know whatever question you wanted to ask um larry gatlin and the gatlin brothers were at SPAC, and i bring my wife backstage after the show and the the brothers are all sitting there and, and larry's munching i've got a picture of him he's munching on a bowl of popcorn 
And my wife walks in about eight months pregnant and he looks at her and he goes, I've never been in this town before in my life. You know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> well, we're, you know, I said, we're in for a lot of fun with this interview. You know, this is going to be a yeah. kick, you know, and that's exactly what, you know, what he was. He just, he, you know, he was very easy to talk to all, all the brothers were. Well, we, we had lunch with Dolly Parton and Did my you? mom and dad were able to come and be part of it too. Wow. Lee Phillips. And when I worked at OKO and, uh, she was great. Oh, absolutely. She yeah. was great. And she came into town to play at the Colony Coliseum with Mac Davis. Yep. So they said to me, "Would you, Mac Davis needs a golf partner. Would you like to golf with him? And of course, I am an awful golfer. <laughs> I said, no. I mean, I had I, I to bite my tongue and say, I can't. No, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have embarrassed myself. Yeah. So, no, but, um, but having lunch with Dolly was a thrill. She yeah. was so down to earth. Yeah. Interesting sidelight to that show. My wife was a huge Mac Davis fan, mostly because of his TV show. She didn't really listen to country music, but loved him on his TV show. Right. Now, she had heard of Dolly because she had that half-hour syndicated show for a while on her own. And Marie would just laugh at her, thinking, who is that woman, you know, and never watched the show. She left that concert a bigger fan of Dolly really? than, than uh, Mac Davis. Yeah. She said, I was just so taken by this woman and her voice and her talent and her personality. And when she got a chance to sit at a table with her, with me interviewing Dolly, I've, again, she cherishes right. the picture because it was just such a great night. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, you yeah. should know, by the way, when she came to do that show with Mac, um, we sent her from the, the competitors uh, of yours, uh, GNA, we sent her flowers uh, to her hotel. And she actually called from the hotel room on a Saturday afternoon when I'm on the air to thank us for sending the flowers to Is her. this when I had, the same time I had lunch with her? Yeah, probably. If I'd have known that. I would never have come over here today <laughs> to be a part of this interview. <laughs> the things wow. You, things you learn on a podcast. You sneaky. <laughs> but she was so nice. I said, can I put a tape on and we'll, can we talk for a couple minutes? Oh, sure. So I, I, it only lasted five minutes because I'm playing records at the same time, right, you know, while right. I'm in the studio. Yeah, right. And but, but she gave me a quick five minute interview and uh, and Great helped plug the show that your station was sponsoring, probably. But anyway. Oh man, <laughs> can I leave? I want to go. No, no, no. I want to no. go. I'm... You're going to find other things about us that you didn't know. Also, Do you have any um, food here, by the way? No, no. It's just the water no, next oh, to you there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I I am I do apologize the limo is in the shop so I couldn't send the limo yeah, I for you about this that. I had to drive yeah. over myself yeah I know yeah. I know it's tough yeah and then have to go up those six steps here at the radio split ranch I know that was tough. and then the dog on your dog bit me. your dog bit me did you know that I was he's just... only trained to go after disc jockeys so don't worry about it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wow anyway so so you're loving country music and I'm doing the, the same thing and on OKO you're you're hooked up with a a, a crazy newsman I mean. <laughs> And we can mention his name because I think he's already come up in, in conversation. Brian Jackson, but Brian sure. Jackson, yeah, yeah, who a, a terrific journalist, absolute oh, great, absolute journalist. But you guys really, you you had some fun. It's time now to bowl for your life, and our lucky contestant today is Egbert Bacon from New Rochelle. Can I can I take a practice shot? I'm sorry, Egbert. Time does not allow. You'll have to roll the lucky ball. He's just a. Yeah. Oh, Egbert, you left the eight and the five pin. Oh, Sorry. No, no. Now let's put our hand in the bin and see who Egbert's pin pal is. It seems it's Luella Lederier from Poughkeepsie, and our secret microphones are at her front door right now. Yes. Luella. Are, are you from Ball for Your Life? Yes, we are. No. And your pin pal no. left the eight and the five. No. 
be listening again when you'll have a chance to bull for your life. You know, what? Brian has owned a station, he's done news, he's worked for the governor, he's done prob- just about any, everything. You know, there, there's a saying, uh, what is it? A, a jack of all trades, master, master of, of none. none. Yeah. Brian is a jack of all trades and a master yeah, of all. I agree. He does everything. Yeah, I, I have to well. get him in here, needless to say. I'm, I'm, he's on my list. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, and he also, his sense of humor is just... <laughs> outrageous i mean he's uh, he's he's like robin williams just yeah. boom 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 yeah and working with him sometimes i was a little <laughs> concerned about what he was going to say or do next <laughs> so you know back then it was all live to boot it, you know today when you're listening to a podcast if something's not going right or you think maybe you've gone too far it's easy to take it out yeah. and and the same really with radio today because we they, you know they record all the breaks and so if if you know I've, have you ever listened well you never did voice track you, you no, I never that. did that. No. When I was in my, the later years, at, uh, when I was on the air, I was doing voice tracking. Every once in a while, I'd listen back to a break and say, "You know what? I think that could be taken the wrong way, or I think I went a little too far with mm. what I was trying to do there, or it wasn't funny." <laughs> you know, and so you just erase it and do it again. But back in the live days, you couldn't. No, you couldn't, and you really had to be careful because you know. Yeah, we used to do a thing called squibs. When I worked at WNYR, we would do a, several intros of a song, different songs, and then go to a remote. We would drive to a remote, so we'd be on the air, but we're driving to the remote. Okay, oh, sure. And we'd call oh, them yeah. squibs, then we'd yeah. get to the remote, and that's how they... But never really the kind of voice tracking you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. You know. But um, any... Um, that uh, takes a skill, because I like being on live. Oh, yeah. And oh, doing yeah. things, recording it, sometimes isn't the same if you're yeah. recording a program. So. Um, one of my favorite lines, that of course, it wasn't mine and I, I stole it, but whenever I'd have a morning where things weren't going quite right, you know, you first you play a, a 45 at 33 and a third, or um, you, you hit the wrong button, or you hit a button and nothing happens, and you just have some of those days. I heard some jock that had this happen to him on an, on an air check of him, and he said uh, he, he stopped in mid-sentence because he just couldn't get through the sentence. He says, is it too late to call in sick? You know, and I thought, that's perfect. When you're live, there's nothing much you can do. You you just have to plow through and, and make it happen. It helps you get better quicker, actually, oh, yeah. because you have yeah. to stay, you can't yeah. sound sick, yeah. you know, even if you exactly. don't feel well. So, And you did the voice tracking part. I mean, you were yeah. excellent at that. It sounded Thank like you. it was done live. Well, I left mistakes in occasionally. I just had to. I, I had to sound like... I was doing this live. Right. To me, it just wouldn't have been right if right. I tried to get everything perfect every break. Right. Yeah. yeah. So luckily, you, you never really had to do that because um, you know you you wound up on a station that everything was still live when when you left. Right. Yeah. yeah. When I left, which one? Which <laughs> time did I? I've left many times, not well, always on my own yeah, accord. We'll, we'll uh, get to the we'll get oh, to the okay. last time you left in a little while, but let, let's continue uh, the chronological here. So you're at uh, how long uh, were you at OKO? Did you say? I think seven seven and a half years. Okay. Then I went to medical school, became a doctor, <laughs> and uh, went. Surgery. I'm going to have to cut that part out, you know. Why? (laughs) Then I decided, you know, the money was great, but I missed radio. (laughs) So I went to WHEN in Syracuse, like I said, and that was just a a station, the ultimate station as far as the promotions they did, the things they used to give away, and just the all-around promotion. One of the biggest things about radio that always frustrated me was they were not good self-promoters. You know what I'm saying? Mm. A lot of the stations didn't really go out of their way to 
promote themselves too much. Okay. They spent some money on TV advertising and this, but at HEN, it was just all promotion all the time. And nice. we had astronomical ratings mm-hmm. at that station. And the general manager, Bob Carolyn, was a gem to work for. He just passed away recently. Oh. Former, He was a former on-air guy mm-hmm. who became a program director who they put into the general manager's seat. And wow. that doesn't usually happen. No. General managers are usually, usually sales oriented. sales area. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's fine and all. But he, he went up that way. But he just promoted the heck out of the station. And I always thought, this is really the ultimate here. I mean, I'm not knocking stations. They do promote themselves. Mm. But sometimes I wonder, they don't promote themselves enough. Okay. You know? yeah. okay. yeah, I can understand that, sure. So um, you don't agree with that? No, no, I I do. Um, uh, you know, well, here look at it this way: every station's got a, a budget, and um, if they don't put enough money into that particular part of the budget, you've got to find other ways to get the, the publicity to get you know known. Uh, I do remember, it, and there weren't a lot of things that um, GNA did right when we first signed on the air. But one thing that was right is we didn't spend any promotional money for like the first six to eight months that we were on the air. Mm-hmm. We were st- we were brand new, the first FM country station in the market, and um, and so the 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 management in you know thinking ahead here thought. If we promote ourselves and we have, we're not sure of our brand yet, we're not right. sure of, of how mm-hmm. we sound. Smart, uh, you know, we're we're wasting that money. So Smart. he did yeah. save it, and then eventually, you know, the promotion, you know, got there. Um, but like you, I came out of out of top forty and out of rock and roll, and um, and I had no use for country whatsoever. So when I find myself working at a station first as news director. Uh, you know, this playing country music, um, I'm 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 not into it. But all of a sudden, I'm falling in love with it. Yeah. I wind up wanting to do an air shift in addition to the news I was doing uh, during the week. So on the weekends, I went from my real name as news director to a different name as the uh, Saturday Night Guy oh, on, on wow. GNA. Yeah. And then um, when I, I left and went uh, you know south, and then came back a year later, I came back as Chris Warren and and, and you know got out of the news completely and and stayed with that. There was some place I was going with this, Joe, and I've lost completely where I, well, my point was going I'm to be. I'm used to that working with you over the years. <laughs> You've done this more, more times than I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I will say um, I will say for country music, it wasn't that I disliked it. I, we just never really listened to it or had anything to do with it. Never until exposed we, until to it. Until we went to the stations. Exactly, yep. And then every one of us, I mean, it was just... Yeah, yeah, magic. No, it yeah. was. We had a lot of fun doing it. Absolutely. So you're uh, at OKO and then uh, HEN, and HEN is is uh, you know one of your favorite memories, obviously. Well, OKO had a lot of great memories. I mean, all my stations, everywhere I worked, I've had great friends and, and great and people. And a lot of them you still have. I'm I sure. do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you keep in touch with these. I guys. do. I, I do to, too. I left HEN to go to Buffalo to WKBW. Radio, which one time wow. was a big time radio station. Oh yeah, and they were trying to bring it back a little bit. And I got to work with somebody who I admired for years, Danny Nevereth, the morning guy. There. I even know the name. Absolutely, and he was so down to earth and mm-hmm. so nice, and all the people there were so nice. I made a lot of good friends, but I only stayed there three months. Really? Because I knew from the first day I went there, it wasn't a good fit for me. Uh, okay. It's hard to understand, but they—I didn't really want to go there to start off with. They kept calling me and calling me and calling me, and. <laughs> They were offering me more money than I was making. Yeah. And I kept saying, no, 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 no. I love where I am. But then they kept calling. Finally, I went. And I, I was disappointed a little bit. It just wasn't a good fit for me. The people were the absolute best. And But Mike Neff, who was the program director at WGY, he called me and said, hey, uh, I know you've only been a short time in Buffalo, but would you consider coming back to Albany nice. and work at GY? And I said, 
Yeah, I might, you know. Cool. So that's how it all came to be because yeah. I just wasn't happy at KB. It was tough to leave because I'd been to Buffalo. I'd worked at OL in Buffalo before, and I loved Buffalo, but it just wasn't. It was I was sort of frustrated there, when, when although we, surrounded by great people. Yeah, you know, yeah. really. So um, you, you've just thrown another bunch of call letters in mm-hmm. that we hadn't heard before. When we're done here today, as you know, we're keeping a running tally. Yes, I, I understand. And so you're going to have to sit down, pen and paper probably, and try to figure out how many stations uh, you've made a mark at all right i have enjoyed listening to all your podcasts so far with all the people you've had on. thank you i will not enjoy listening to this one <laughs> i already know about me i don't want to hear about me i don't even want to hear me yeah. so um uh, i won't well, be listening to this one. I, I think a couple of people will at least listen so yeah. that, that's why I, I did it actually i, I uh, yeah wait, i should confess right now joe is here um, because <laughs> yes, let's, let's be honest about this. It a few, wasn't a plan. A, a few days ago, in late November, my wife started um, decorating the house for Christmas, and uh, for the uninitiated who've never come to the tour that I charge two dollars and fifty cents for, <laughs> uh, the the house is completely torn apart and rebuilt with Christmas decorations. Everything that's normally on the walls comes down. Thank you, thank you. So she says to me about uh, halfway through the first day of, of redecorating this. She didn't uh, ask. Last she said, week. right? Well, she, no, she asked. She said, oh. are you doing another interview for your podcast this month? And I said, that's my plan in a couple of weeks. She goes, oh. I said, what? She goes, you know that futon that they sit on in your in your den while you're they're talking to you? I said, yeah. She goes, remember we put a board over that and all my plants from the living room go up there and into your den? So that's where and, I'm sitting now? Where, and where you're sitting gonna... now is where the plants are going to reside. Great. Start with, Probably within minutes after you leave, the plants <laughs> yeah. go down here. And, uh, and so uh, there won't be any more interviews this month. So I called Joe and I said, Joe, bail me out. Can you come this week so yeah, that my wife can... Everybody calls Joe and they want to get bailed out. I don't hear anything about when you got something really hot going or big yeah, going. Exactly, nobody exactly. remembers me. Now, um, let, let's talk some more about um, about coming to GY the first time. So who was who there? You worked for Mike Neff. Mike Neff, the program director. Right. And Mike Neff, actually, Mike Neff, who just passed away within the year from COVID. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe it was little, maybe a little over a year now. But yeah. Mike Neff also put a good word in for me at WHEN. That's why they called me at OKO, because Mike Neff had mentioned my name, and Mike was well-respected. So Mm. he is responsible for that as well. So Don Weeks, who I knew before from working in Albany, but not that well, and I got there, and you're going to make me say all the names of the people. It was Don Weeks, Harry Downey, Ellie Pankin, who I became really yeah. good friends with, Ellie Pankin. Was Jim, Le- was Jim really... Leonard still there? Jim Leonard and yeah. Jim Le- I'm not going to leave anybody out. Okay. Uh, Walt Fritz, uh, Jack Arnicky was there, Peter Reef, Jeff Gluck, who recently died, um, oh. Chuck Custer, Diane yeah. Ward. I mean, I can yeah. go on and on with yeah. Dave yeah. Green. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was just uh, Bob Cut. Did I leave Bob Cut more? Yeah, yeah don't, well, <laughs> we've, we've already mentioned him once. We don't have oh, to mention right. him again. I mean, there yeah. were so many people. I don't want to leave anybody out, but. Um, yeah. They made me very welcome when yeah. I came in. Did, did you know that Jim Leonard and I went to Burn Hills together? Did I ever no. tell you that? He was a year ahead of me at Burn Hills, yeah. 
What a voice he had. Oh, absolutely. And he he was a a great guy. I didn't know him well in high school, but he started, I want to say, up at KAJ in Saratoga and then got the job at GY. And I was so impressed that within a couple of years of coming out of high school, he's on WGY. His voice, yeah. He was there for a long time. And he was in the National Guard for many years as well. I don't remember that. And he was was a very talented guy. Mm -hmm. Very talented. He did a lot of production. Another, uh, Another kid gone too soon. When he, he died yeah. very young. Yes, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but um, you know, you no, you've you've just named the the who's who of Capital District Radio that you got to work with at Johnny the number Thomas. one station in in uh, Jim in, Brennan. In, in the market. Keep going. I mean, they're oh, all yeah. there. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I'm going to leave people off. Well, certainly you are because some people came and, and and went. You know, but but the nice thing about GY is that a lot of people that came. Stayed. They were there a long time. When GE GE owned it, and General Electric, as Walt Fritz always said, was like a country club, <laughs> uh, because they had a, they had a good. They were Channel Six and GY were together yep. for years, and they were innovators. GY was the first experimental license in radio, right. although KDKA was the first real official license. But Channel Six, the very first TV station ever. Yep. I guess uh, where you worked, River JFM was the first stereo station in the country. That's right. right. Yeah. So you're talking about innovation, like you, like unbelievable. GE, they did a lot of great things. Uh, General Electric and GY, and and boy, what the history, the heritage of that oh, place. Oh, absolutely. And they're going to yeah. celebrate a hundred years. Yep. On February twentieth, two thousand twenty-two, mm-hmm. and I, Joe Gallagher, have been asked to do a one-hour show. Whoa! Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And they said you wanted to have those characters you worked with, like, uh, uh, let's see, there was uh, Alicia Daniels, <laughs> yes, and yes. Zach, and uh, right. um, Tracy, the people who I worked with toward the end there, uh, uh-huh. the last few years. So I think they may all come and join me, too. Well, that's neat. Yeah. That's very good. And, I, Wolf, and it's pro- also classy of them. I'll give them that. Okay, Jeff because Wolf is a good man. He's the program yes. director. Yep. 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 And uh, Mike Patrick, who is the newsman, one of the news anchors there now, yeah. worked with him for quite a few years. He's putting a lot of podcasts together. Yes, uh, saluting the history. Yeah, yeah, you did an interview with him just a yeah. week or two back. That's yeah. going to be competing with you. Are you going to yeah. get upset with yeah. that? Now? No, not at all. Not okay. at all. Okay. I, my disappointment is that I never uh, worked at WGY per se uh, for any length of time. I, I was on your show on you a regular basis. You clogged up the airwaves with me every I, I, I Saturday. Did. I did. Uh, did that for many years uh, with you for you know, 10, 15 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, from the WGY Broadcast Center, also known as Little Hollywood. Little Hollywood. Ladies and gentlemen, we present the J-Dog. Thank you very much, J-Dog. Very happy here in Little Hollywood uh, to be with you. And um, Chris, where's the Little Hollywood sign? Uh, well, it was over there. They move it around a lot. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, oh, you know who's coming in after you at 9 o'clock? Who's coming in totally after the That's the SCCC, Schenectady County Community College. Oh. They they have the singing group, and then they yeah. have the barbershop group. And they're yeah. bringing the barbershop group in to do some Christmas songs All for right. us. Talk about a fundraiser they're having for excellent. cancer. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's um, great. We had them at our WTRY um, kickoff for the holiday music. They were there. Uh, we had not the barbershop folks. We had the totally pitching folks. Oh yeah, there. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they sang a couple of Christmas carols for us on the air. Well, they are. They're all yeah. totally pitching. And uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, cool. But they, we had them here, the whole group here last year. They're very, very good. Uh, very talented. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. that's great. I'm glad you hear that. Yeah. Uh, led by Mark Evans, who uh, 
is there uh, mm-hmm. in the music department. Yes, I, I met him and uh, introduced the, the band, uh, or the, you know, the, uh, the singers at well, the I'll event be, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Deal then, okay? I'm trying to, I'm trying to impress Chris, and, and he of already course, knows. I'm trying to over-impress. He's already dealt with all of this, so now big deal to you, Chris, really, honestly. Oh, um, okay. And then later on this morning, you have someone from... OGS coming in. No, that's right? tomorrow. Oh, is that tomorrow? That's okay. tomorrow. You're trying to get a, the... you're trying to get a plug in well, for yourself sure again. You are unbelievable. <laughs> These guys like they come in here and they just use me. No, Joe. I'm no, being come used on. as a sounding board. We, you and I are. We go way back. And, well, you've and we, been using me now I for over, a lot of years now. I come over and I sit in your studio and right. I talk with you while the right. news is on, right. so that you don't have to listen to that news again. And <laughs> <laughs> she's not listening, is she? And, no, uh, I don't no, no. think so. Oh, totally pitching's here already. Oh, Look at cool. that. Cool. They totally pitching. How are you? Oh, they're going into warm up in the other studio. All right. You know, I never think to warm up. Do you warm up? Uh, I have to. I come in and go, hmm. No, oh, okay. I okay. have that stuff when you go, do, re, me. Do you do that? Yeah. Me, 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 <laughs> me, me, me. I ha- that I lo- part I believe. I love me. I, I can't get off the me part. And then, uh, then I'm ready to go. But. So anyway, you're going to be helping uh, there at the tree lighting for the Empire State Park. Isn't that nice of you to bring that up, Joe? Thank you very much. Well, you you already dragged me into it. I... So anyway, that's tomorrow, right? That's tomorrow afternoon at the Empire State Plaza. We did this last year, had a great time. So I'll yeah. be hosting the event tomorrow afternoon, uh, you know, with all these, you know, dignitaries and uh, uh, that, that guy in the red suit uh, that you, uh, you know, went to and talked to all the time. Santa, Santa's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Would you give him a kiss for me? Oh, absolutely, Joe. Yeah. Um, also... Okay, that's tomorrow. Last, that's, that's tomorrow. Afternoon. You're wearing your long johns. Now, this is oh, nobody's yeah. business, really, about his long johns. But <laughs> you said last year your legs were shaking. You were so cold. I, I had layers on the on the top. You yeah. know, I had like three or four layers underneath my jacket. But right. I forgot that, you know, my legs, I just had slacks on. Right. And so I'm sitting next to Santa Claus on the dais as they're starting the, uh, the you know, the thing. And I look down and my legs are right. involuntarily shaking. shaking. I'm so darn cold. Yeah. Now, tomorrow's going to be like 10 degrees warmer than it was last oh. year. So I'm I'm hoping that, and I am going to put the good old long underwear. I mean, on it's it. nobody's business that he's got long underwear no, on tomorrow. No, just nobody's you know, And business. you can't ask to see it or anything like that. What's but that the, casino thing? Can I just interrupt for a minute? Your what? story about, you know, a lot of people don't like to go to casinos. Uh, well, I, I go. I, I know you go occasionally, yeah. And, and, my so wife, do, and, and I do and, occasionally and too, yeah. You gave us, you reaffirmed us one day by saying, uh, how, what, what was your terminology? Uh, uh, the, 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 how to leave the uh, casino with a small fortune? Yes. You go there with a large fortune. <laughs> I love that. I know you like that line. I never yeah. forgot that. <laughs> you know, because that's how they build these casinos, you know. Yeah. No, I've had, I have had some luck over the years. I think our driveway was paid for by casino winnings. <laughs> well, I probably paid for part of your driveway then, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you smoke. go. Exactly. Now I'm upset again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a community thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you now. What shift were you doing when you first went to uh, GY? Three to seven. Okay. And, and Don uh, was doing the mornings. Don was doing the mornings. Yep. And Don was so gracious. He he wanted to get me more uh, exposed to the audience by doing the. Uh, he called it the Gallagher Weeks Report. It should have been the Weeks Gallagher. We used to do little bits where we do news stories. We'd each do four or five of our own little stories we made up. And he promoted that on his show for a long time. Don, Don also did a lot. He was, he was the ultimate. I mean, he was a he could make you cry, laugh. Yeah. Uh, he just was such. His interviews were great. He one day I get a call from Don in the morning. It's like eight o'clock. 
And he says, are you up? I said, uh, not really. And he was on the air. He said, well, you better go because there's going to be a cleaning crew coming to your front door. Oh, jeez. I, I was living in an apartment. So I get up. My hair is east, west, north, south. I mean, I'm like just yeah. out of bed. Yeah. Open the door, and there's a Channel 6 news crew. Oh, god! I think it might have been Marty Federici. They come in with the cameras and the cleaning crew, and they're going all through my apartment looking at close-ups, and I'm... <laughs> They found dust on the table. I said, whoa, 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 that's a special uh, ingredient gosh. to preserve the wood. That's I've not done. I've never heard this story. They played it back that night on the 6 o'clock news part of it. They, they you know, obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. just a summary of it. And yeah. it was the most embarrassing. <laughs> and Don loved that. He was a sneaky snake. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. He was. He yeah. would, he'd smile right to your face and yeah. then he would do well, a wasn't, number. Wasn't there an instance in the later years where um, uh, he heard that you'd, you passed? And he sent a ham to. How, how did it oh, work? I, well, I, yeah, I uh, I started a story that said that somebody had said I had. No, Don said I had passed away on the okay. air. Okay, I forget if he did or not, but okay. that I had passed away on the air, and I got hams and flowers, and I said it was really a great experience, <laughs> although I was still alive when we did the show the <laughs> yeah, next day. Right. But um, yeah, he Don did a lot of things over yeah, the years. Yeah. Always promoting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he was such a great professional. He was so good at what he did. Yeah, I yeah. liked. I loved well, that a lot. See the the punchline, which you didn't get to of that, is that didn't you ask him to uh, pretend he died again a, a year later? Oh, I, 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 I said him, could you do that again? I, you know, we really we enjoyed that ham <laughs> and the candy and the flowers. My wife got and yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, with all this stuff being live, a lot of it just is it's gone out and and is being listened to, you know, by people on Pluto now you know outer space um uh, uh, some of my funniest lines that i know people laughed at because i would turn the mic off and laugh myself um they're gone they're never to be heard again i mean occasionally we would have an air check a tape running and we've got some highlights but uh um uh you know i when i got into radio it took didn't take me long to Think about the real reason I was having fun doing this, and that was making the audience laugh. Yeah, making them feel good about their day. Right, playing the music they wanted, yes, but also in between that music, putting a smile on their face. Yeah, exactly. And and so you know that's what I did, and and enjoyed it for fifty one years. But um, yeah, and and that has to be. I mean, gosh, when you're on GY and they're not playing music anymore in the you know your second the second coming of Joe on uh, on GY. I mean, that's first and foremost in your mind. You're tr- you're trying to keep these people entertained on the weekends, right? I always had this philosophy that if you if I'm enjoying myself, then hopefully they're enjoying it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I used yeah. to do. Uh, it was different from not playing music, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, it, that brings to a story that's very important. Paul Cassidy uh, had done the weekend show yeah. prior to me. Paul, unfortunately, tragically, he he had to have surgery for a heart valve. Yeah, and he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was filling in for him. Uh, and he uh, was supposed to be two weeks or three weeks, four weeks, whatever, but he died. And then uh, he built that show. He built the weekend show. He had Dennis Fagan, Bob Graves, Jay Bob, and he put all these really great people in place yep. to be a real part of that. Yep. And after he died, I took over for him, and it was already there. Mm-hmm. And I always said, this will always be Paul's show. Yeah. This is the Paul Cassidy. Paul Cassidy was a great guy. Yep. When I worked at OKO... There was, you know, back way back when, and, and it's not the people, but there was this sort of feeling that GY was the big, of course, they were the big, big person, the big station. And they, you know, sometimes it's, 
I remember applying for a job there one time and the, the program director saying, uh, well, we've narrowed down to 10, Joe, but you're not one. <laughs> this is, I mean, it wasn't even done very nicely, yeah. you know, and it was oh. just, I don't forget his name. Yeah. And I'm not going to, yeah. it's not yeah. a big deal. No. But uh, that was way back when there was sort of a, an upper uppity feeling. They were really the big yeah. dog and we yeah. were the small. Paul Cassidy, I met him one day. I was out, we were both doing something for the media and he comes over and says, Joe, I love listening to you on OKO. Mm-hmm. He said, I love that station. It would not, maybe, G, you know, your station as well, GNA. Mm-hmm. He was that kind of a guy. Yep. He, there was no pretense with him. Absolutely. He was right with everybody and yeah. I always admired him for that yep. and then getting to work with him, I found out what a great guy. And oh, his yeah. wife, Pat, yeah. and his two daughters, they were very young when he yeah. died, but um, when, my wife just recently was at a, a, a gathering where the two daughters came up to her. Uh, now they're they're grown, they're oh, grown sure, in their twenties, sure, and yeah, said we yeah. remember that you know I had interviewed them after Paul's death, but they remembered all that. Yeah, it was just yeah. a very well. Here, here's my favorite story about him, and, and I got to work in the same building you know with him for for a while before he passed, so I got to know him a little bit. But way before that. He and I showed up at this interview that I did for Dolly with Dolly Parton. It was after a show at SPAC, and mm-hmm. it was in the Hall of Springs. And there's this round table set up, and Dolly's going to, to talk to, to me. Well, he comes up with his microphone, Paul does, at the same time. And we kind of looked at each other and said, okay, who goes first? And all, without even thinking, he says, well, you do the interview, I'll take pictures. When I'm doing the interview, take pictures oh, of Oh, nice. And so the pictures I've yeah. got of my wife and I sitting there with Dolly are thanks to Paul. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just the kind of guy he was. He's a smart dude. dude. Yeah. He was yeah. smart, funny, and yep. he just... Yeah, and man. again, gone very way, way too way soon. To very, yeah, just, very, very soon. Yeah. And there's, there's a bunch. Uh, you know, I mentioned this at the end of my last, uh, in, in your last podcast with Buzz, um, that uh, I'm, I'm trying very consciously to get in touch with folks and find them still able to go up the six steps to, to get here to the, the, the den uh, and, and healthy enough that we can sit and have these conversations because be I, sober. I didn't do that with, with Dick Wood, who we just lost oh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I really wanted to, and it, it just, I, I just didn't act on it fast enough. I was waiting for him. Every yeah. time I'd talk with him, he'd say, oh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Won't do lunch this month, but, but keep calling. I, I really like hearing from you guys, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be better soon, you know, and and. and and then he passed. A gifted reader of the news. He Absolutely. was a very talented broadcaster. Yep. And we just had, you and I just got together with Bob Cudmore and Ralph Iannotti, who was a there, big guy at Channel 10, went on to KDKE in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he said he saw Dick Wood two weeks before he died, yeah. and they had yeah. a good chat. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was a shame. I mean, it was a shame. He was really a well-respected broadcaster. Yeah. 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 So so that's the other reason I have you here, Joe. Yeah. 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 So I'll, get, get you before you die. Oh, oh, jeez. <laughs> You know, I mentioned earlier, you know, some of these people, you're going to, hopefully they're going to be sober when they show up here. Because <laughs> that too. <laughs> that <laughs> no, I'm too. only kidding. No, no, no. I never worked with anybody who had a problem. You know, um, now that you mention it, neither did I, although my uh, general manager um, in, um, in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, I was there for a decade well, for uh, back uh, in, in 1970 to 71. Uh, no, no, it was 75 to 76, but it seemed like a decade. Anyway, I walk in one Saturday night while, while he's subbing for somebody and he's got a six pack under the board and three of them are already oh, empty, you know? Man. And this is the general manager of the station. Wow. So uh, that's the only time 
Uh, oh, I did a remote in Saratoga Springs, grand opening of a hardware store. You were drunk. And, uh, this is, um, you were oh, drunk? Uh, no, I wasn't drunk. <laughs> but it was it was an afternoon in October, right. and I'm out in the, the uh, we called it the pie wagon because it was an old international harvester pie wagon, basically. Okay. And we turned it into a remote studio. And I'm out there, and I've got the, the little heater, space heater on because it's a chilly day. And the owner of the store comes out with a Heineken. I remember it like it was yesterday. He says, this will warm you up. Have one of these. And I'm, like, no, I'm on the air. I really shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Yeah, I would never do that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, But that's as close as I ever came. I yeah. would never do that, no. 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 You know what? I'll tell you an interesting story you'll probably get rid of. You'll cut it out. But <laughs> I'll edit it out. Okay. My wife was at a convention. My wife often go, was go places and speaks in her, her job. She travels around. And I was with her. And we were in, um, I think it was Kentucky. And uh, Lexington, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where, which, where, where, but anyway, there was these ladies that I was sitting with at a table, and one lady said, I'm from Wichita. And I said, Wichita, really? I said, yeah, I used to work with a guy um, in radio in Buffalo and Rochester who went to Wichita and worked. She goes, who was that? I said, Jerry Adams. She goes, Jerry, now this is many years later now. Mm-hmm. Jerry Adams, I bought his house a few years ago. <laughs> I know Jerry Adams. He's on the radio. Isn't that wild? I said, you got to be oh, kidding yeah. me. I've oh. been here in Kentucky, yeah. sitting with people I don't even know, yep. and we both have somebody in common. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, that it is. The, well, that's part of, um, I call it small bunny because somebody you know, once said that, you know, and, and I've got many small bunny stories I can tell you, but, well, Roger Wyland bought the house we had before this one. Yeah, yeah. Knocked on our door on an open house, and I said, "You're Roger Weiland." <laughs> you give you cash? He's so, probably uh, got yeah, some, yeah. Right. He's rich. I think, um, and it? when I told him who who I was and what I you know what I did, and he said, uh, uh, he says, "I'm kind of new to the area. Can you show me a <laughs> talk about money?" He says, "Can you uh, give me an idea of what radio station I can get a part time job at?" This because is he really... wasn't making enough doing the sports. Uh, he was. Uh, he was new. He had a. Uh, there was the, the Bob McNamara was Bob the McNamara, was the sure. sports guy, and yeah. and Roger was the under underling, and so he wasn't on often. He was doing kind of weekends. Now, and now so I, you know, so, yeah, there himself. you go. Very well. For and himself. his wife Kelly. Yeah, absolutely. Who we yep. worked with yep. for a while. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he uh, he bought our our house. Uh, it's almost thirty years ago. Has he gotten rid of it yet? Is so it? yes, yes. Yeah, I think he, soon after, didn't he have to bring in the pest control people? <laughs> if I recall. <laughs> No, okay, I'm sorry. No, please, please, okay, Joe. I'm sorry. There's no need for that. There's that no was need for uncalled that. for. When, when, you, when you came in the front door, I mean, come on. I, I mean, I had just, I had just washed and waxed the floors. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. All right. So where are we? We're at. Let's go back to GY the, the first time through. So you're you're there doing a afternoon drive. Yep. And uh, you got Don in the morning, and you guys are the cross promoting the the, the hell that was out of, great. Yeah, out of your, your plus Channel Six promoter. We used to do uh, promotional announcements that would air on Channel Six, uh, and I could always remember working a TV radio combo was kind of neat because the radio guys get to do stuff on TV. That's true. And I remember one of the things I did was uh, I did several things, but one was Little House on the Prairie today at three on Channel Six. <laughs> oh, there and you that go. Ran for several years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was kind of a, a cool thing. Yeah, it, it, it was great, and, and they would we would get promotion that way too. But Don Don was a great promoter. Bob Cudmore is a great promoter. Oh yeah, he promotes oh. so well. Yeah, um, to this day, to this day, he does. And you're another one as very similar. You were trying to sell Ralph your book the other day <laughs> at, at breakfast. So uh, Ralph and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I look at that as a that's a gift to me because I'm I'm very shy that way. I'm not a 
promoter like that. I could ever. You, yeah. You've done. You and can do when, sales. When my and, book came out, you were hesitant to uh, promote uh, the, even you know, my book, but that uh, that was understandable. Well, we, we had we, rules. We had we had rules about yeah, you know, right, right. But I bought your book, and I will say very honestly, I loved your book. Well, thank I you. I read the whole thank thing. You. It was, and I'm not saying that because I mean, I Bob Cudmore wrote a book, and I told him this years ago that his book about uh, Amsterdam. Mm. Uh, made me get into reading again. Yeah. I had been away from reading. I yeah. read that, and then the next thing, you know, boom, 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 I'm off reading books left and right. Yeah. The, nuns, the nuns from my home, my school would be so <laughs> shocked to know that I like to read. And, yep. Uh, yep. you know, so then I came across your book, and it was great. You guys did both. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks. I, my, my hairstylist is reading it right now, and she said, it just sounds like you're talking to me, and and that's really the only way I know how to it's write. Well to be honest yeah. with you, yeah. I mean, my my uh, education in that area was broadcast journalism, and that's how you learn to write for the ear, you right. know, not for the eye, but right. for the ear. Okay. And so that's how the uh, memoir came out. But no, thank, thank you. I don't now. I don't have to plug it in the intro or the outro. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's called I'll Have to Ask My Mom, and it's available through Amazon.com. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Ralph will buy it. You had him interested. You know, he's such a nice guy. Maybe I'll just have have to give him a copy for Christmas. You know, maybe that's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I have a, an old college friend who just asked me for uh, an autographed copy for her daughter for uh, you know, for nice. Christmas. Yeah, Chris, so that's I'm, very I'm nice. doing that. I'm yeah, gonna send her one. So yeah. GY, when I was done with GY, I left GY not really under my own terms, but it was a change. They made a change. I mean, it was you know one of the nice things about radio. You can lose your job in radio. Um, you say the word fired, whatever, but you're never really fired for cause. That's true. It's not because you're a bad employee. Yep. or you, yep. It's because they always wanted to upgrade or they wanted to do something different. Yeah. Occasionally, the ratings would play a part, okay? Right, if if the ratings aren't quite there, but that, that's, not, that's not always your fault either. No, Because exactly, the ratings right. uh, you know, are, are determined by you know, not only the music you're playing, but how it's being played, when it's being played, and, and all that stuff. And that's the program director's deal. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. The music so, director. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it, so you're never really fired no, for no. for being a bad person. Or I, I agree. Like that, just because things didn't work That's out. That's the business. But yep. I, I left there, and then uh, when I left, I got into a different type of line of work. I was doing some development for a local school, and then um, Brian Jackson bought a station, and we got together, and he said, you want to come over here and work with me again, which yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, I, I visited once. That was that was quite the little spot you it had there, was a spot in Gilderland. He, yeah, he is. I mean, like when I say he's the jack of all trades and master of all, whatever, however you word that, he 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 really was. He ran the station, but he also did a show, and he yeah. would come on and do bits with me, and it was very funny. And it was mm-hmm. it just didn't have the powerful signal it needed. Yeah. You know, it was listened to in cars a lot more than yep. people could get it at their home. True. So yeah. it was unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, so that's where I went. And then I ended up, a buddy of mine who I used to work with in Syracuse, Ed McKee, was a great salesman and a former on-air guy. He said, look, you know, if you want to get back into radio again, you ought to get a part-time job somewhere and, and just get your name out again. And I said, well, I don't know about that. But anyway, Big Mike, who used to work with me at WOKO, became a legendary morning guy in, in Syracuse at uh, the FM of WSYR, was Y94. And he brought me to the program director of WSYR and said, hey, I know you're looking for a weekend guy. What about Joe? And um, 
it all worked out. I did the Saturday morning. Then they said, do you want to do Sunday mornings too? And I said, oh, man. I was, now, were you driving from here to, yeah, to Syracuse? Yeah, oh, every wow. Every Saturday morning, I get up oh, early, boy. early and drive. I had to work with some nice people there as well. And yeah. Some of the people I worked with at WHEN were there full-time. So oh, that's nice. It felt yeah. like an old homecoming in yeah. a way. But uh, I enjoyed that. But after a while, I said, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too much. And then Tom Parker had called the program director. Yep. Uh, and he said, uh, "That's I want you to fill the in for Paul and, yep. and uh, do some other stuff here. And then... Uh, that's how it all came, came to me. You, you, came, you came back. And yeah. that was about, do you remember the year? Because well, I'm trying to remember when we Paul finally died connected. died in 1996, I think, that October. about right. Yep. So I started there in January. I mean, as a regular weekend guy in 1997, January of 1997. Okay. So. All right. There you go. So 29 and a half years total I yeah. was there. Wow. Yeah. And that's when I uh, met you because I was next door doing Saturday mornings on the river. Yes. Uh, when we had the the studios on Washington Avenue extension. Yep. And um, and I just remember that I, I you you know I'd be next door, but I'd hear you having fun. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm playing music, and I'm again I'm trying to be entertaining in between. That's just my my want. Um, but uh, but I stopped in one day, and you actually turned you know the guest mic on, and and we did a back and forth, probably around 1997, 98, and that's. Well, yeah. that continued until the day we were both let yeah. go in uh, or 2020. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised we weren't let go earlier. Yeah, yeah, well, that's of true. That, if they well, see, it was Saturday morning. Usually, we were on between like 8:30 and, and quarter to nine. Yeah, and you and exactly, I. Right. And by that time, uh, you know, the, the program directors weren't up yet. You know, so that, that's that's why we lasted <laughs> as long as we did, Joe. No, that that's true. That's how that all came to be. We just continued to do it right yeah. up until. Um, Jan- well, it might have been January of 2020 or yeah. December of 19, 2000. Yeah, I think the last air check I have because I would ch- I would run a, a, an air check you and of you and I occasionally, so I've got a bunch of them, and uh, and I think the last one I had was from like December of 19 because it was pretty early in January of, of uh, 2020 that you and I were right uh, uh, summarily. And I remember, you know, I, I I want to think about some of the people, Deb Macron and Mike King. Um, oh, your uh, your producers, um, producers. Yeah, with. you had a bunch of great ones, and they helped make everything yeah. work so well. Not only yeah. by schedule, I I came up with guest ideas normally, and they mm-hmm. would go after them yep. and pursue them. But they also added so much on the air as yeah. well. Um, you know, there were so, and I'm leaving Dave McKella. Uh, there's yeah, uh, Mary Rozier. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, go, I could go on and on. I'm going to leave people out. But they all made my experience successful because they added so much to that. Mm-hmm. Okay? It was never mm-hmm. any success I enjoyed was a really, truly a team effort. Say, would you like to buy a used Alabama shirt, Alabama socks, <laughs> and an Alabama hat? Boy, you just don't want to let this go. <laughs> Zach is... Uh, That's what happens. You lose two games in the course of the last 27, and yeah. people hate. Yeah, amazing. Hate, yeah. no hatred there at no, all. No, they, they no. just—it's like they just completely forget about it. I, I like twenty-five the, and two the last two. I years. like the balance. Those different teams get in. I like that. They were talking about college football. By As the you're way. talking about Clemson, huh? You're rooting on Clemson. <laughs> Clem Kadiddlehopper. Remember him, Red Skelton? Oh, I do. He was one of my favorites. Clem Kadiddlehopper. Yeah. yeah. Um, when when Red Skelton died, I wrote to TV Guide, and they actually published my letter about you how really? much I enjoyed him. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were in TV Guide. I was actually in he TV made Guide. It to the big time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can learn from him, Joe. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay. Could I get into TV? Is there still a TV there Guide? There is still a TV Guide. They went to the larger format. It's now a, a regular. You know, looks like it's, it's not now the small on your TV. one. Yeah. Actually, it really is kind of <laughs> on your TV. 
But uh, no, TV Guide is still out there, the printed publication. Have, like, you think if I wrote a letter to them? Oh, they, the crossword. I mean, if you got rid of the crossword, just get rid of the guide. You I, know? Know. I mean, that's all I did in it. Is I, I the crossword? Did the so crossword didn't you use it bag. as a guide to watch yeah, TV well, I, shows? I, I did. I, I mean, it's TV Guide. It's there to guide you. Years ago, it was such a great publication that I really did read it cover to cover. I mean, great uh, journalists covering the, the business. Yes. And it, 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 it got bought out by some folks that really didn't care anymore, unfortunately. And now you can get it all on TV. But yeah. it's a guide. And um, anyway, yeah. did you watch Rudolph the other night? Oh, I'm sorry. I missed it. Okay. I did miss it. Don't worry. I'll be on like 100 more. Yeah, exactly. I missed Frosty the other night uh, two weeks ago. Uh, that's I my, love Frosty. That's my uh, granddaughter's favorite. I get so Frosty. sad, though, when he yeah, melts. When he but melts, then Santa yeah. says, oh, when the Christmas <laughs> snow comes back again next year. You know, thank goodness. <laughs> and you get so excited. So I really like that. But... um Anyway, uh, let's see. What else? I have uh, I have a bunch of things. Okay. There's so me, much you can't refer, even Refer talk. to my list. Well, I, <laughs> I beg your pardon? What is that? Well, I have a lot of things I wanted to mention. I just forgot them all. So, uh, <laughs> How anyway. was your Thanksgiving? Oh, oh. We, well, we, I guess we talked about that last week. We talked about that we? last old news. Oh, yeah. See, I had things to talk about, and I forgot, Boy, you haven't. How's Eli Manning? Crickets. What do you think about that, Chris? You're, you were a Giants fan. I was right? a Giants fan. I, uh, I I think it was very unfair that the uh, the X had to fall in his right direction. I think it was the right move, the wrong guy. Yeah. Did you hear my song about Eli? No, I didn't. Okay, hang on. You want to hear it? Eli is loaded, and so are the Giants. No, hang on. I have a song <laughs> about Eli, but we changed it. Um it should be run, run, Eli, no, run away from no, those defensive No, it should players. be. Here it is. This is. I well, listen to this. I, I I fixed this up here. Santa's coming. Santa, Santa, yeah, this is really cool. Santa's coming. Santa. This is great. Now I'm gonna get into it here. Watch this. Gonna bring presents. All right. Santa's coming. Santa's coming. Santa! Santa's coming! What do you think, huh? Yeah, I, I, it's got so it's top 40 written Santa all over it. Eli. Yeah, what, who was that about? What? It's about Santa. Santa's coming. Yeah, Didn't you just okay. say you wrote a song for Eli? No. Oh, did I? I'm yes, sorry. You, you, you meant for Santa. And I worked with a couple of your producers uh, over the years when I would sub for you occasionally on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, and they were just excellent to work for. Yeah. We, we, we would talk during the week, and I'd say, well, I'm thinking maybe we could do something about this, and then they'd line up the guest, and they, they were all set. You know, yeah. you know, and I can honestly say, when I came back, I really, people would say to me on the street, you know, Joe, hey, I listen to you. Hey, man, I listen on the weekends. And I got to tell you, I truly truly was moved by all those mm. i mean it wasn't like oh yeah well oh, mm. yeah it was like thank you so much and i mean that sincerely because mm. without people listening to you yeah um and peter reef always said that i was a acquired taste he said it takes people a while <laughs> joe to catch on to what you well do. yeah try to figure you out yeah, yeah exactly when, when they do he said then you probably get more more repeat listening yeah, from yeah, yeah. But if they don't figure it out they're yeah, probably not yeah. going to listen to you he never said uh, leave the guitar home Oh no, no! He Peter Reef was he was a he is a genuine down to earth guy. Yeah, yeah. Really, his wife was that nice people. That, see, yeah. I have so many good memories of broadcasting that. Oh, you! I am. I, yeah, I'm not a too. rich man. I'm rich in that I have a great wife and kids and my family and, yeah. and God and all. And I just am. I look back on that. It's just a great experience. Yeah. No, I I agree. And and made some lifelong friends along the way. Um, 
I've had some that uh, gave me good advice, others that gave me you know lousy advice. <laughs> some, sometimes the lousy advice or the lousy comments they'd make would make me want to do better or, or to prove them wrong. Oh, right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like, like the guy that said when when I went to uh, when I left rock and roll and went to uh, GNA, and um, and I'm playing country music. He said, "Country music in Albany, New York, you're it's never going to be a big station. There's just no way you're going to be in the in the top five. And within the uh, I, I programmed it from like probably 1980 to 86, early 86. So for about five years, I programmed and I got it into the top five. Yeah. For And at the time, when you remember that what country music was then is very different from what it is today. You know, today's country music is kind of your your adult contemporary of of, uh, right. of 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 music, if you will. The most of the formats you listen to, a lot of that music could be heard on three or four different types of stations. But the only other time that you'd hear a country station or a country song on a on a pop station was a crossover, and you had a few. And there were some big ones, right? But uh, but country was really country back then, and you could tell the genre today. There's a lot of blurred lines. It's so popular today, and you know, it should have been so popular back then. It should have been because oh, I it agree. was so great. But that lot, people said line dancing and different things like that. Yeah, started to bring younger people into yep. it. They started to hear the music. Yeah, and uh, you know the the group we played their music, the Merle Haggards and the Johnny Cashes and so forth. They sort of disappeared really quickly at they some did. point. I yeah. mean, and you know, and you know that's radio's fault. Yeah, and radio did that. Yeah, yeah, well, because I'm, a lot of those acts are you know still out there. The ones that are alive, they're still out there and they're still playing venues. But yeah. uh, but you just don't hear them on the radio anymore. They were so yeah. talented, and yeah. you know. But today, I'm I'm so happy it's 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 very popular today, and it, it just should have been that way. And you're, and you're still listening to some of today's country artists? Oh, sure. Yes. We like you know you know what I like about on TV. I don't watch a lot of the music awards on TV. I can't take it. But yeah. the, the CMA awards or whatever they had their Christmas show. Yeah, it's down to earth. Yep. The real people. Yeah, you know, and uh, they're not afraid to say Merry Christmas and sing about <laughs> things God and all that. And yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think good. that is, and they're also very talented. So yeah, yeah, very. They good. They dress a little differently. The women dress a little differently than they did back then, but. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, it's they're very talented people. I mean, yeah. country singers, male, female, they are great. Yeah, yeah. Well, Joe, this has been uh, absolutely terrific. You're throwing me out. I'm, I'm, no, not, not yet. Yes, I, I, there's a couple is. more things I want to get to. One of them, uh, I'm just going to yell at you here. What do you mean you don't have any air checks of your early days in radio? I mean, I would love to hear what you sounded like playing some rock and roll. Well, I'd love to hear you, uh, you know, doing some, you know, country intros on OKO. You, you do have some of that stuff, but it's I can still do on. Some cassette. Now if you want, <laughs> I still remember some of the songs and some of the things I said back then. If you want, I, can. Uh, I should, you know, I should put you on the spot and make you do it. It serve you right. But um, now, do you still have some of this stuff on on tape? But you just haven't put it to digital. The technology time? has changed, so yeah. I have. Uh, I probably don't have much from the OKO days, uh-huh. uh, or OL, or um, NYR. Yeah. Um, well, GBA. luckily, your luckily your old friend from uh, uh, WOKO, you know, does. Brian and, Jackson, yeah. and I'm sure I have sprinkled in some up to this point of the, our conversation already. But yeah, Brian Jackson and you were quite the team, and so he sent me some stuff that he had. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Answers or Else. Hi, I'm George Glutton, welcoming our special guest contestant, Herman Feinbender from Schenectady. Hi, how are you? Oh, good, Herman. Herman, if you correctly answer this question, you get to go behind Mystery Door One or Mystery Door Two for a 
grand prize. Oh, okay. Herman, who was the George Washington Bridge named after? Uh, Come on, think, Herman. Uh, Come on. Booker T. Washington. No, no, George Washington. You're absolutely right, Herman. <laughs> now, Herman, you have the choice of going behind one of our two Mr. New York State Assembly seat. Behind the other door, a man-eating lion. Uh, let me think. Uh, door, door number two. Door, door two. number two. Door two. Door two. I'm just going to get off stage a little bit, Herman, and open the door. Uh, yeah, it, that's good. I mean, I, I, I just, it's, we got more and more stuff in our house and we had our kids. Mm -hmm. Some of the things had to go. Yep. And uh, I believe my wife was in charge. <laughs> no, it was me. You know, I got to tell you, one day we had a lot of water in the basement. The whole street flooded. Ooh. It was it, we don't have that problem as a rule. And then something happened, and I saw all, a lot of my air checks and <laughs> floating, floating down by. The street. <laughs> I thought, oh, what? Well, they were well, good for something. Go. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, so gosh. that that eliminated a good portion That's of them. But too much. it wasn't really a big flood, but it was a little water. Yeah. But. I do have some things from Syracuse, but they're on cassette tapes, and there's no yeah. way to really. You got to go yeah. a lot of. You, know. uh, you do, and and uh, you know, for a while, uh, when when things went from reel to reel tape to cassette, I I made a dub, and then when things went from cassette right. to digitizing, I, I was able to. But some of those you know cassette tapes I'd pull out and put in the machine would just immediately disintegrate because you know oh, that right. stuff doesn't last forever, right? And, and they would just break apart and they're gone. Who's going to want to listen to it? I well, mean, that's my... the other thing. Yeah. You, you see this up up here? You see yeah. this? Mm -hmm. the, the, there's like 50 CDs there, and and that's my career, my 51 right. years in in radio wow. and those on the, all those CDs. First of all, I don't have a CD player I can play them on anymore. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, I can put them in the computer and, and, and play them, and that's why you know, you'll hear one at the end of this podcast. But um, I'm thinking the same thing. First of all, my 11-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter is, you know, I mean, I'm just Papa. You know, I'm, I'm not Chris Warren. I'm not, I'm not the guy that used to be on the radio. And for the time being, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I don't foist it on her. And, and there's, there's not, but, you know, it'd be nice if someday she says to me, you know, can I have that in your will, Papa? You know, yeah, so right. we'll, we'll see. Have a grandpa party, invite all her friends over and say, yeah. hey, listen to this. And yeah. I, you know, mine, it was bad enough the first time I went over the air. <laughs> Why do I want to save it to play back for yeah. somebody else yeah. and put somebody else through that pain? Well, see, the fun part about digitizing what I did a few years ago is that you come across some bad ones and, geez, that didn't play right. I'm, I'm not going to save that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of those. Yeah. Right? Probably why I threw them off. Exactly. So most of what's here... You can't call it the best of, but most of what's here is is you know what I wanted people you know to to remember me by, if you will, you know. But uh, anyway, well, I told my wife you can at my you know at my wake, but then again you can play some in the background. But then oh. again, I don't want to wake. Yeah, no, so uh, I don't want anybody no. coming looking at me and nope. saying, "Hey, oh, look at him. Nope. He looks great." A, I've said you that know, to my wife as well. I want have a party. Yeah, invite invite my friends. Open bar, and they'll come. And um, and in that way, uh, just 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 have a celebration that uh, hey, yeah. you know he uh, here he is. I'll have a funeral mass, but you can't play my uh, my yeah. air checks at the yeah. mass. Oh so, no no no, I don't uh, want that either. You know, yeah. so yes, I don't know. I mean, our boys sometimes they used to go on and see the stuff with the podcast from GY. We do these videos. 
Zach and yeah, Tracy oh, yes, and Alicia. Yes, yes. We do these goofy videos, and they, my boys get to laughing at that stuff. But um, I don't know um, that, you know, it would just be probably not intentionally, but inadvertently yeah. thrown out when things are being taught. Oh, yeah. Because they wouldn't really understand what yeah. all that was. So That's true. You know, maybe they would. I don't know. but Yeah. Well, nostalgia has its uh, cycles, if you will. If you remember some of the top shows in the 1970s took place in the 50s. And then when you got into the 80s, it was that 70s show and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, you know, they they have their cycles. So maybe someday, uh, you know, personality radio will, you know, will be the end thing again. I think they'll get a kick out of it. You know, that's what I always tell the younger generation. You you never experienced it because they never really had it as you were growing up. It had changed. Yep. But if you go back to when we were there, and you, it, a lot of that stuff, I think, could become, they're going to say, hey, look, guys on the radio, they're having fun, they're talking, they're not just playing song after song. Exactly. It might catch on again and people be a reinvention of the wheel, so to Who speak. Who knows? But, uh, Until they hear one of my air checks and then, you know, the whole oh, genre yeah, will yeah, die. Right, you know, that's yeah, the problem. That's yeah. true, yeah. Chris. Yeah, that would put them, that's bad. <laughs> you you are probably one of the only bu- uh, of, of the bunch that I see on a regular basis that calls me Chris because we really, I introduce myself as, as Chris, Chris Warren to you in, in the business. And, uh, oh, no, one other person does it, Randy McCartan. Uh, who was my boss at, at the river. And he said he, and at, at WTRY, and he said he did it because he didn't on the air want to accidentally call me by my real name. Right. So he said, as far as I'm concerned, you're, you're always Chris. And so everybody else at the table is talking to me and saying, Warren, and, and, and you, and you yell across, Chris. Hey Chris, you know, <laughs> and I do that with other people I worked with who had radio names. Yeah. I call them by the radio name. Cause that's yeah. what I've always called them by. So yeah. is, um, now, now be honest, is Joe Gallagher, your real name? No. Okay. What is it really? Uh, no, I, I had a different name in Buffalo. Oh, I, I forgot to ask that question. Yeah, tell me who else you've been. Uh, well, I was Michael Scott for in Buffalo, but that was it. I came was back it. to OKO, and, and Tom Rambler, the program director. Oh, I remember that name. Tiny Tom. He's a great guy, and he was the program director. And he's walking down the stairs of the mezzanine one day. I just had been there a day or two, and he goes, Lazy Jim Day. That's that's what I want you to be, Lazy Jim Day. That was going to be my name. Really? I said, no way, Tom. No. There's absolutely no way I'll yeah. be Joe Gallagher. Thank yep. you. Exactly. No more of these other names. And, uh, yeah. you know, so a lot of people do have, a lot of people use their real name nowadays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, lot. back when I first started and, and, and Top 40 was so popular that you, you really couldn't keep your name out of the phone book unless you paid them to do that. Right, you know, exactly. For an unlisted yeah. number. So you didn't want your real name on the radio. You'd come up with a name. And, and, and in a lot of cases, you also may have had the name, a last name that you couldn't either understand on the radio or, or really, you know, it didn't flow or right. whatever it might be. My grandmother never forgave me for becoming Chris Warren. She <laughs> well, goes, you know, come on, I what's wrong with our name? You know? That your GPA at your school in Boston was so bad that you changed your name from Warren Garling to, <laughs> to Chris, Chris Warren. Just to that, get that, away. Now you, you caught me. That's, That's exactly why I did it. the story was. Because my GPA was so low at the junior college. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. Jim Gagliard, your buddy yeah. who went to that school. Here's another guy I forgot to mention. Oh, yeah, Jim. Jim, yeah. absolutely. Good man. Yeah. yeah, and he's another guy that I, I have to sit here with. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually finding I'm going to be expanding this a bit because there are just too many news people and TV people that need to, to sit here and talk about you know their careers. And a lot of times it crossed. Like you said, when you worked at GY, you know, the, the Channel 6 folks were on GY and Channel 6 yeah, quite right. often, you know. Jack yeah. Arnicky, for example, yeah, how, the Howard, radio news guy uh, then became an anchor yeah, on Channel like 6. Like Howard Tupper and people like Howard, that. You'd oh, see him yes. on TV, but they'd oh. also be on GY. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 
So, um, so that's that's why you know this this chair that you're sitting in this futon will will hold some other uh, you know news people and uh, and plants. TV people along the way. And when the pl- aren't plants there, <laughs> you don't water us when we're sitting here. Just dump us over with a can of yeah. water. Yeah. But. Ba- back to to names though. The only time I had an argument with someone was over my air name, and that was I had been uh, Chris Warren in college, and I wanted to continue using it in my career. And I go to Saratoga Springs, and Kent Jones, the owner of the station says, uh, we're, we're not into that highfalutin air name stuff here. You're going to be Warren Garling. I said, well, that's also my dad's name, and he sells cars, and there could be confusion, and all right. this stuff. And uh, sure enough, one, one day, uh, dad's selling a car, and, and the guy says to him, uh, are you on the radio? <laughs> you know? And the yeah, same right. opposite happened. I had a guy approach me one time, or I probably called me up on the on the phone and at the station and said, "Did you sell me my Mercury last year?" I said, "No, that's that's my dad." You know, so there was some confusion, but uh, you know, I yeah, I went back to Chris Warren right after that. So. That's how I'm going to call you, Chris. Uh, that's the way <laughs> it is. Rest you know. of my life. If I had seen your wife today, she's not here, but I was no. going to say, oh, didn't you used to be married to Warren Garling at one time? <laughs> so uh, I was going to call her Mrs. Warren. Uh, there say, you go. Yeah. You, well, you were married to Warren yeah. Garling yeah. at one time. Yeah. We'd be wandering around at a, a country music event, and, and she'd hear people after they'd walk by us, she'd hear a girl talking to another girl, that's that's Mrs. Chris Warren. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she, she always got a kick out of that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, but anyway, no, Joe. This is uh, this is terrific. Now you have to go home, yep. and you have to do your homework, and you have to email me how many stations, how many call letters has your uh, have you been uh, employed by? Okay, that's that's what we're, we're shooting for. I think for. I mentioned them all here today. Yeah, you, you, you just go you, back and listen and have. figure it out yourself. I yeah, got to do no, the math. Do no, I'm not. I'm, I was terrible at math. What do you think I went into radio okay, for? Okay, WGVA. <laughs> Write this down, right? There was uh, NYR. I'll count on my fingers. Okay, so two. Uh, OL three. OKO. Four. Uh, where was I after that? Oh, I, H-E-N. Five. K-B. Six. G-Y. Seven. Oh, hang on. S-Y-R before that. Okay, so that's Briefly. seven. G-Y. Eight. Oh, I'll go back one. Uh, <laughs> See how this works, CD, Joe? CD-96. Stop it. Stop C- it. <laughs> <laughs> go home and do the homework. Oh. All right. You were always good with homework, right? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've told you the joke about radio announcers before. I don't know. Can I tell you one? I don't know. Because we never got a lot of money. I mean, sure. some of the guys made a lot of money. I'm sure Dick Wood made a lot of money. <laughs> Probably. Don Weeks made a lot of money. He, Don Weeks used to say I was going to get his house robbed because I was always talking about all the money he made. But with three, I've told you this before, but three guys die. They go to St. Peter, meets him at the gate. Okay. And he says, uh, how much money did you make? St. Peter asked, and the guy said, 250 grand. He goes, what did you do? He said, I was a lawyer. He goes, oh, okay, go ahead. He goes, how about you? He goes, 300 grand. What did you do? He said, I was a doctor. Uh-huh. He goes, oh, nice. You, uh, and he goes, $15,000 a year. He goes, oh, what were the call letters? <laughs> there you go. You know? <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's just a typical, everybody in radio. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true, it's true. That. But like you've mentioned early on, we really didn't do it for the money, although we needed it to pay the rent uh, and, and the mortgage, but we... We got stuck in it because we just loved doing it and loved the response that we'd get from the audience. Yeah, it yeah. was great. I mean, yeah. you just you can never. I would if I were to go back again. I mean, maybe if I were to start over again, I might want to be a plumber. But I have no regrets. <laughs> I mean, really, everything I, is done like, for a reason. Yeah, everything happens for a reason, and we yeah. move this way for a reason. Where, where do you think you'd be today, though, if you had stuck with the accounting stuff? I mean, oh. I mean, look at Bob Newhart. He started out as an accountant. 
Uh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, prob- I don't think I would have wanted to be an accountant after okay. I, you know, after I got to see what it was like. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to have to be worrying about a company and yeah. this and that and. Yeah. No, I, I would never. I, I, you're sitting at a desk, you'd be bored to death, probably. I, probably I, rich, I but, actually, but bored yeah, exactly. to death. Bored I actually, to death. I actually worked at a CPA firm for five years. Oh, I remember I that. I did, yeah. That was my first job outside of, uh, out of radio after 17 years full-time. And um, you know how they say it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. Right. And so um, I just started calling everybody I knew and told them I was looking for work. Right. And somebody that I had volunteered with at WMHT, uh, Public Television, uh, she worked there full time. She said, my husband's CPA firm is looking for someone like you. And I said, you want me to play records at lunch? You know, I mean, what, 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 what do you mean? And she said, no, no, they, they're looking for their first pro, or first marketing director. Oh, nice. And I actually said right to her, I said, what's marketing? Yeah, and right. she said, well, you've been doing that on the radio. Whenever right. you're doing something not on the radio to promote your station, that's part of marketing. Yeah. I said, oh, okay. I wound up working there for five years as their first marketing director. Nice. Probably be a and, good and, salary, And wound too. up starting uh, that little uh, trophy over there is from the Hall of Fame, an accounting um, uh, accounting marketing directing Hall of Fame. Okay, nice. AIM is the name of the group, and I helped co-found that and wound up in their Hall of Fame. So I had a whole new career. But, Joe, it was only like two years that I was when I was there. After about two years, I was really missing radio, and that's when I went back to it part-time. Where are your radio awards? Uh, well, there's some Addies right there. Oh. Those are for podcasts, though. We did, my wife and I bought a little cabinet for my awards, but we had had no use for it, so <laughs> nothing ever went into it, yeah. so we kind of... Yeah, yeah. So most, most of mine are in cabinets at radio stations far and wide. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I left them with them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, well, for the fourth time, this Thank has you. been fun. Yeah, I'm and, not going to go back and figure out how many stations <laughs> I worked at. You can listen back to this program. I haven't got more, more things to do than to go back and look back at how many stations. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, what takes up your life these days? Uh, Sergeant Bilko, Phil Silver's show. Highway Patrol. The high, Highway Patrol, the Honeymooners. Perry Mason. I am Perry Mason. Matlock, I'm getting to Matlock now. Wow, you've you've gone to the colored show, the, the the shows in color. Yeah, you, Chuck Custer one time said, "Hey, Joe is moving up into the seventies now." This is just a couple of years ago before yeah. he left. So, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I do a little bit of that. I, I enjoy that. I, I love watching the old Johnny Carson shows. Yeah, Johnny and, Carson. Um, and I do um, watch some old Dick Cavett interviews. Dick Cavett's the first person I ever wrote to TV about. They took him off of a daytime show he had on ABC. And I wrote a letter saying, you know, and I'm sure it wasn't very nice, but I was really pissed off. Yeah. I said, this is the smartest guy on TV and you can't find a place for him. He, and he wound up doing nights after that. But uh, Yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he was still is. Yeah. Still, oh, yeah, still, still out there. He's yeah. on that uh, Decades Network. His yes, show's yep. on there all the yep. time. I record yeah. those and, and watch those at my leisure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but like you, do a lot of reading as well. That's how I spend a lot of my time these and days. And most broadcasters, male or female, either had very successful wives or husbands. I mean, that's how they survived. <laughs> it's he, true. It's true. It's I mean, true. they're all, yeah. oh, my yeah. husband is an engineer, one of the ladies would tell me. Oh, yeah. and my wife is, you know. <laughs> that's how it works. I mean, yeah. We, yeah. We're kind of like... Um, Leeches. Yeah. <laughs> no, not leeches, but I mean, you know. 
Well, really, I could not be sitting here doing this with you. I would still be eking out a living in broadcasting somehow if I had not gone full-time into something else and just did radio part-time right. the last 30, right. 35 years. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. but um, it worked out, and, and yeah. I'm able to do this podcast. And I again, I can't thank you enough. I love talking with you. Which is probably why we have you know breakfast and lunch together occasionally. Yeah, but I won't so. be <clears throat> I won't be listening to this podcast. Okay, all right. Now that's that's, that's reasonable. Yeah, I I have to listen back to it just to see if you slipped any four letter words in and stuff like that. But, <laughs> you should yeah. have a contest and have people count how many stations I worked at, and then the first one that responds, you give them a, or some give them your book. Boy, are you a radio guy or a what? <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the time I had them guess how long it would take me to shave off my beard on the air? No. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I grew a, the bicentennial bionic beard in 1976. Really? And I shaved it off a couple days after July 4th. And I had uh, my listeners on GNA, uh, you know, write in, tell me how long it's going to take me to do it. I'm going to use an, a, an attachment to my regular razor to get most of it off, and then the razor, uh, the electric shaver. And uh, I had um, uh, John Stanley and uh, Eddie Dark, uh, two guys that worked at GNA at the time. I had them do the color and play-by-play. Nice. You know, there's a swipe to the left cheek, yeah. you know, and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, yeah, yeah. And it took me like seven minutes, and a lady had guessed 10, and that she was closest without going over. And she she won a six-pack of albums. That's oh, nice. You should have given her all the hair too. For the beard. <laughs> Never thought to do that. You got to throw all that in there, and they could uh, use it for uh, what, what do you call it in the yard when they're for their yeah. garden. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> no. Thanks for coming up uh, yeah, to the uh, the radio split ranch just in time. We're a interrupted phone. by uh, I'm sure a robocall. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> well, thank you. That's to you and the wife. Take care. All right. Radio split ranch. I don't know. I think if the phone didn't ring, Joe and I would still be talking. And take it from a guy who spent a few minutes a week talking with him on the radio for some 25 years or so, it's a fun and easy conversation, as you can tell. After we stopped recording, Joe wouldn't leave the radio split ranch until we counted up his stops on the radio dial during his career. They totaled 10, bringing our running count for my five guests so far up to 57. Joe mentioned during our talk that he'd had some great producers along the way at WGY. They were partly responsible for the unique flavor of his weekend shows. Back in the year 2000, I suggested he might have some fun interviewing my stepbrother, a talented musician who's had an interesting career as a lead guitarist and a commercial jingle composer. So I thought we'd end this episode with Joe doing what he does best, engaging interesting folks in conversation. Hope you enjoy it, and it'll be one more reason to check back with us again next month in the meantime don't cry because it's over smile because it happened but currently joe sunny skies one degree from your weather authority radio 810 wgy well it is sunday our second last day of january we move on to february and of course we have a leap year this year which means we have one extra day to deal with one more day one extra day of stress um do we... What well, a perspective. No, no, I'm only... Jeez. But I'm, I'm just thinking we might try to help out here in the next few weeks on this show somehow. 
by maybe giving somebody something. Who knows? We're not sure yet. Okay. To help over to, you know, make up for that extra day we're going to get for leap year. Is Jeff ready? Sure. Does Jeff know his uh, stepbrother's name on the radio by by, by chance? I don't think so. Well, I'm not sure. I'll ask him when I come on. Jeff, we're going to bring on Jeff Southworth. He's a musician, jingle writer. You probably have seen his stuff on TV. You probably have heard him on uh, CDs or records. Jeff, how are you? I'm good this morning, Joe. How are you? Hey, good. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much. When your brother, well, your your stepbrother, now do you know his radio name? He said you probably didn't know his radio name. Now, you know. I've heard it, but it it, it uh, escapes me now. So, well, uh, it's um, Chris uh, Warren. Chris Warren. Yeah. Chris I gonna, Warren. I was gonna make uh, Casey Kasem. I was gonna make something. Oh, oh Casey I'm sorry, Kasem. Jeff. Yes, Casey Kasem. <laughs> Jeff. Casey Kasem. <laughs> right. I knew all these years he he was actually leading a double life. <laughs> no, uh, Chris Warren is the name he goes by. Uh, great guy, as you know. He was telling us about you a few weeks ago. Right. And I said, "Man, do you think we could ever talk to Jeff?" And he said, "Yeah." Now you, well, he hoped he didn't. He didn't come. He say, "Yeah." He said, "I'll check with him." Well, now I now I owe him one. You see, I okay. have to. <laughs> well, well you, you can get back. Well, you know what? He gave us the whole station a cold a year ago. He's, he, he got a cold. Maybe he got it from you, Jeff. Maybe nice guy. He went on a trip, and then 300 people got sick after he came back. But anyway. Wow. Hey, hey Jeff, listen. You you played a little bit with Hall & Oates? Yes, sir. Tell us about now. What, what you were on a couple of songs, one song? Well, basically, um, I was with them from 80 through mid-82. Wow. Uh, which was a kind of an interesting period to be with them again because they'd of course had you know some really good early success with abandoned luncheonette sarah smile uh she's gone those hit singles were off the first album or two mm-hmm. and then they kind of went through an exploratory period which you know didn't really yield too many hits and when i um i actually uh, a friend of mine i had just gotten to new york city in 79 and uh i was kind of scuffling around and a friend of mine that i'd hooked up with had auditioned they were looking for a guitar player and he had auditioned and he didn't get the gig but he was so nice, he asked, he told them about me and said, why don't you call this guy, Jeff Southworth? And I went down to Daryl's apartment, and uh, John was there, and he was in the middle of writing what was to become uh, actually the, the big hit off of uh, the album Voices, which took that album gold and then platinum, uh, which was uh, Kiss on My List. Mm-hmm, and he was in the middle of writing it, he didn't have any lyrics yet, he was... Uh, playing it in his living room and the bass player was there and you're and you're in the apartment trying out as a guitar player yeah i had a little practice amp wow. and uh, i strapped on a guitar and just started to jam with them mm-hmm. and uh you know i guess i i did well enough so it was one of those uh, you know thanks and i hope you passed the audition and i you know i got a call about a week later and they said come on down to sir which is uh, studio instrument rentals where they had all their gear and they were rehearsing i said uh, yeah you're you're in the band wow. so i was totally blown away it was a very exciting time for me uh, and at that point, that album, Voices, uh, had the remake of You've Lost That Love and Feeling on it. It had mm-hmm. uh, You Make My Dreams Come True, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, you know Kiss on My List, which I ended up going to the studio with him, and I cut the solo on that. Wow. Uh, and also played guitar on You Lost That Love and Feeling. And I think I did maybe one or two other cuts on the album following that, uh, which was Private Eyes. Right. Um, so that whole period covered about 80 through mid-82. I did, did a bunch of touring with them and... Uh, it was, it was just, you know, they were on the rise again, and just, uh, you know, I think they pulled three hit singles off Voices and two off of uh, Private Eyes, and they were just rolling again. Well, what's it like to be driving around and hear, hear on the radio or have a song at home that you play the guitar on? Well, you know, you, you hear people say, oh, that's my song, and it was very much like that. You know, you're, you're driving around in a station wagon on your way to a gig or something, and, uh, you know, everybody's paying attention to what's going on with the charts because... You know, it, it depends on what kind of audiences you're getting and what kind of concerts you can play. And then it comes on the radio, and it's just, it's, 
it's really a gas. You know, it just blows you away. Wow, that is terrific. <laughs> it's and a it, lot of fun. Now, did you travel in the United States to Europe, or where did you go with Holland? Uh, actually, we did both. We did uh, we did two or three tours in the United States, I think, the first year, because uh, they really were just kind of getting wound up again into a pretty big juggernaut, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think 80, 81, uh, we did a round-the-world tour. We actually did two kind of world tours. And the, the, the big one, we went to Japan and Australia uh, after hitting uh, France and Germany and did some stuff in England. Wow. Um, very, very uh, great way to see the world. You know, everybody yeah. else would be asleep in the morning, and I'd be out, you know, going to art museums and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> I never knew, you know, I was like, well, hey, my way is paid here. I don't know when I'm going to be back here. So, you know, you go to the Rieks Museum in Amsterdam and see the Van Gogh exhibit. Isn't that something? Yeah, it was it was great. Jeff, that's exciting. Now, you you uh, are, you have some uh, commercials on TV running now. Is the Dr. Pepper one of them? That, the Dr. Uh, Pepper stuff, I have... Uh, I've done probably about a half a dozen arrangements. I don't know the one that's going to run on. I think there's a, a spot in the second quarter of the Super Bowl today. I don't know if that will be my arrangement, but I actually did quite a few of the arrangements this year on this uh, this particular Dr. Pepper campaign that's just starting. How, how would we know now if I'm watching today if it's your arrangement? Would I have any way of knowing? Um, that would be hard to say. I suspect that it will not be. Uh, okay. I, I think probably what they'll do for the big kahuna today is they will run what we call the generic, which mm-hmm. is kind of like the general arrangement it's not specifically uh, the country one um the girl rock one you know those are more niche exactly. oriented right kind of films i did actually a, a kind of a fun uh latin very sort of a ricky martin latin arrangement uh, which is sung in spanish they're running it only in spanish hmm. it was a lot of fun I, I doubt that they'll run that one on the super bowl today but um we, you've also done some other uh, uh, stuff. For, was it for a Chevy or the heartbeat of it? Yeah, this this year. Well, back in 86, I sort of, you know, when I got off the road, um, I did some more touring after Hollands. I did some touring with Laura Branigan. And Laura Branigan, stuff. really? Yep. yep. Gee. Yep. I'm glad you called today. This is great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, go ahead. So about mid-80s oh, mid or so, I decided to, you know, the touring is a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it can also get kind of old, and I was trying to build a career in, you know, s- doing session work and stuff in Manhattan. And just uh, by happenstance, the amount of uh, record work was sort of diminishing in, in New York City. It, it had all sort of gone to L.A. or Nashville. And I ended up playing on more jingles than records mm-hmm. over a period of time, and I sort of backed into it. And uh, I ended up uh, at the jingle house I'm still at, actually. Uh, in 86, I arranged the Chevy Heartbeat, you know, Listen to the Heartbeat of America. Yeah, right. And that was a, that was a great run for a while. Um, and then uh, a few years later, I was just about 93, 94, I was involved in the AT&T, Your True Voice. Uh, I produced Whitney Houston singing that. Hmm. Um, and this past year, for the 50th anniversary of Chevrolet, they had kind of an interesting idea. They owned the song already. It was the old Dinah Shore Chevy Show uh, theme song, See the USA, yeah, the Chevrolet. right. And they wanted an update of that. So um, I found this wonderful new singer, and I threw her on the thing, and I came up with kind of a contemporary arrangement, wrote some new lyrics, the bridge was horrible. I mean, it was this wonderful sort of old Broadway two-beat, but it really didn't fit, you know, kind of a modern thing. So I trashed the bridge and wrote a new one and stuff, and they, they actually picked that. They were running that this past year. Isn't that terrific? And uh, you, you'd know that one because the girl at the end says, let's go for a drive. Oh, let's go for a drive. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeff, uh, you, hear, you hear something in the background here? I have a guitar. You do. You looking for any help down there in New York? Uh, well, you have to have a style. Can you, well, I got a style here. Can you hear that? What do you think? That's a style, Jeff. That's a style. Yeah. It's uh, it's my style. Yeah. What do you Basically, think? if you can niche market something, and, and you, the radio, uh, the record companies do this also. If, if you have a, if you have a distinctive style, then they can do something with you. 
Well, That's a style, Joe. See, but it still has to be good. Jeff, my style is uh, <laughs> Deb knocked my guitar down a few times, and I think as that's often as I can. What hampered uh, the style of this a little? But uh, it, it sounds a little better sometimes. Uh, well, not right now. But I. But if you, if I was ever interested in coming down and jamming with you, would that? <laughs> you just give me a call. <laughs> we'll close the door. <laughs> we'll turn off all recording devices. <laughs> and as I said in Mission Impossible, the secretary will disavow all knowledge of your actions. <laughs> You're just like you. Stepbrother Chris, <laughs> the wise guy. No, Jeff, this has been great. I, I, I just thought when Chris was telling us how fascinating a uh, life it must be for you. I know it's a lot of hard work, but uh, that's kind of a, of a neat thing to, uh, to uh, all these accomplishments you've done. And, and we, the people sitting around, we, we hear you and see it, but don't even know it, really. But uh, you're Well, we work behind the scenes, much like the power company, you know. That's yeah, right. Well, listen, really, well, we, we really appreciate the time today, and uh, it's been really a lot well, I appreciate the call, Joe. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Jeff, thanks so much. Okay. And if you're ever looking for somebody to help jam, whether on another record or hauling Don't call, me, Joe. You can give me... Give me a call, all right? <laughs> hey, Jeff, take care, all right? All right, thank you very much. Thanks a lot. Take Bye-bye. Care. What a nice guy, Jeff Southworth. Man, he's done some great stuff, huh? He Play has. Paul and Oates and... Uh, Did you really think he was going to let you yeah, play? I, when when uh, Chris mentioned his name, I thought maybe if I get him on the air and I uh-huh. play for him in the background, maybe he'd say, you know, fun.